Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the weekly podcast from the Marketing Minds at DoYouConvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. Episode 64, and it's pumpkin spice latte season, right? Ooh. Is it? Is it? Apparently is it so. I got on a coaching call with a builder partner, and... I just made the comment, it must be a good day because you both are drinking uh, Dunkin' Donuts lattes or some, some kind. And they, <laughs> they, they said, out. we had to. We didn't have a choice because pumpkin spice lattes are back. Interesting. That's so it's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah, it's still it's hot still down really here. hot down here. <laughs> it's 100 degrees in New Orleans. Oh, my Oh, we man. still need iced tea and lemonade in here. And I just pulled up a news article. The headline is, yes, pumpkin spice season is creeping earlier every year. And this chart okay. proves it. So I just read the headline, which is what we say not to do. But that's what the headline says. <laughs> it does feel like factual. that way. I, last month, our grocery <laughs> store started putting out Halloween candy. Oh, my. Yes. Like, but Are so you? pumpkin spice latte season's here. What's that the reminder of for, for those who might be tuning in for the first time? during pumpkin spice latte season. That's our annual reminder of what? I think it has to do with mm. uh, inventory homes, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Could it yeah. be like sell them now before <laughs> something happens? They need to be, they <laughs> exactly. need to be sell. <laughs> <laughs> They're being coy. They know the answer. Uh, we want to get rid of our inventory homes. If you have a finished home or a nearly finished home, you want to get rid of those earlier and earlier too, because if you've got competitors, especially public builders or builders who just don't care as much about making profitable sales, they just want to get those homes off their books. You do not want to be holding on to inventory come late November and into December when it's already potentially harder to get sales, let alone competing with a builder who's offering, you know, a 30, 40, 50 grand off. And I am, Again, it's crazy to me, but I am seeing more and more of those emails of just starting with some type of promotion or discount. Get rid of your inventory, uh, market appropriately, advertise it appropriately. Just get them get gone, gone before uh, everyone else drops their price and increases their promotions. All right, let's shoot on over to story time while I drink my water. Now I want a PSL. I, this is- I, made, I made an iced coffee before here and it's it's yeah it's, oh. it's great i've been in an iced coffee mood which is weird because normally I, I do not like iced coffee and i started microwaving my iced coffee but it still tastes better that's oh, interesting it does taste oh. better okay. except for when you put sour oh yeah cream that happened in it. Back then. was that this morning <laughs> she put what? yeah it was bad cream or something in her coffee yeah my cream this had morning was ruined um, curdled Ugh. oh i thought you meant you put i sour thought you, cream. yeah i thought you were <laughs> going to put sour cream regularly in your sour, coffee that's what they're not sour cream. regular cream oh, i've heard of that taco coffee yeah. one time yeah why not one, one time i was at my grandma-in-law i don't know my wife's grandmother's house and she's 87 years old uh great italian cook but she made me french toast and this is when i think we had just gotten married and so I'd seen her maybe four times before this, but still trying to be a good guest. And um, I take a bite and I'm like, what is happening here? Like I generally <laughs> breakfast foods of any type, put enough maple syrup on it. It's good. Yeah. And I'm like, Mel, this is awful talking through my teeth at her. And she's just like, giving me the dester. Like, this is my grandma. You eat, eat it. it. Now. Like, shut up. Stop being a baby. Eat it. I'm like, I can't do it. And so she, she's super 
upset with me, reaches down, grabs a bite, puts it in her mouth and spits it out. <laughs> and she, instead of grabbing the cinnamon, grandma mm-hmm. Trivolet had grabbed clove, okay. uh, oh, no. which is not a good, oh, that's not a, a good spice. Flavor. <laughs> it's a strong, it's a strong flavor. Yes. Don't add clove to your pancakes. Especially in, yeah. in abundance. It's, yeah. No. Okay. There All right. Back, back to story time. Back to story Becca, time. Becca, kick us off. There's so many to choose from. It's really hard. Hmm. There's one about this set of photos versus another set of photos for an ad, or um, maybe making sure if you've got a home. Okay, so this week I had a couple of homes that had a birthday. Oh, man. Fun. (laughs) And so we want to do a special ad for them. And come to find out one of them had the correct photos but a description that was incorrect and another and this was on the website and then we fixed it and it's all good so it was like way off. another one had like you saw like a set of sorry a, like the description was way off it wasn't like like it, it did not yeah. match at all okay yeah, like it had a gas cooktop, and then the description said it had a, a slide-in range. Gotcha. Okay. So it's like, which one's which? We don't know. Uh-huh. And then the other one had just regular photos of, say, like a that plan that can be built anywhere, but not of the actual home. So, uh, yeah. But it was built, <laughs> so, so it could have been. And it was, yeah, it wasn't yes. under construction. It was actually done, just still was, didn't have, the photos hadn't been updated. Yes, done in a little bit past its. This was a birthday house? Day. I don't know that um, the almost. second one was a birthday house, but it was close. That would be a red flag, throw that on the field if it was, if it was a year old and still didn't have. <laughs> Time for new photos. photos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So basically, I just really like to have photos of the exact home when if at all possible when it's done and sure. then um especially if it's maybe aging a little bit more than i would like it to now on the plus side if you've got an older home that's got a birthday then you can pull back out those photos of the home with snow on the roof oh. in another three months that is true yeah you can probably make bring sure, those back out that's make a sure it matches the season so it looks like it's a fresh new <laughs> listing <laughs> that is true <laughs> And Becca, you just did some photos of your own home that you're selling, correct? So you built yes. you built your house, but you kept your old one because you, I think, yes. you put some work in it, and then you just did photos yeah. for your own home. I did playing real life Monopoly. Yes, yeah. Becca, real life. Becca's trying to capture collect them all, all properties. So I also did a video, but it turns out the Osmo Pocket is a little bit more sensitive than the Osmo original. Hmm. Ah, uh, so I got to. You can adjust the, the settings in the app, but it is not very intuitive yeah. to do so. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to redo that one. <laughs> but you got you got a showing uh, right after we're done, right? Yeah, I got a showing this evening, and then an open house on Sunday. Oh, nice, nice. It's cruising you- on the Facebook ad. Nice. Yeah. Nice, Thais, How about you? What do you got for story time? Yeah, so I actually had a really great chat experience. I know a lot of Get people are. What? I did, and it was with was Microsoft. What? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Well, let me let me. I'll tell the story. <laughs> so, 
Gather so I, I am a Mac user, Mac for life. However, <laughs> in the past and currently have a need to use some Microsoft products on my Mac. And in the past, I've had horrible experiences with human customer service from Microsoft. Yes. It was just a nightmare. It made me sick. So, but in this case, I needed these products. So I was on their website and I had a question about one of the products. And so the chat option was there. So I said, let me, it's better than call, trying to call the, the, the toll right, free line, sure. I yep. think. So I clicked on the chat option, said, what the heck, let's try it. And I had the best chat experience. Now it was a combination of bot and human. And it was very obvious when I had the bot and very obvious when I had the human. From a graphical um, standpoint, text, how, how was it obvious? No, just communication, just context of the messages back and forth. Ah. It started off with a bot. It was very obvious, and which I didn't mind. They were, you know, they asked me three or four qualifying questions to pinpoint, you know, mm-hmm. and narrow down my, my needs and my questions. Um, they were very clear questions that the bot asked with very clear, simple button answers. There was no like, loop. I wasn't hitting a button. And then they were like, we don't understand you. Can you repeat or can you re-answer? There was no looping. It was a clear mm-hmm. line of communication. And so once I had gone through those just three or four quick questions, the bot told me to hang tight and that a human would be right with me. And sure enough, hmm. it took maybe 60 seconds or less. And I was talking with a person and this person typed completely correct English. (laughs) So it was no trying to decipher, you know, language or anything like that. They spoke my language. So not only did they answer my question quickly and efficiently, they then offered to handle the payment and verify that the installation was working all through chat, all before I, you know, hung up or ended the chat. And granted, I could have, you know, paid for it and done the installation. I could have done it all just through the the website. But it was just kind of nice to know just based on past experiences with Microsoft that someone was there just in case something went wrong <laughs> with the billing or the account or the installation. And it all went fine. It was it was completely smooth, but it was just comforting to know that I had someone there who was quick and dedicated to, you know, my needs at that time. So mm-hmm. the end result was not only did I buy the product, I was satisfied with my experience, and now here I am sharing it with the world via word of mouth. And so, trading in your Mac. Trading in. And not trading in my Mac. <laughs> but, but kudos to Microsoft support because it was a really fantastic experience. Yeah. Well, Andrew was emailing back and forth with uh, a couple of Facebook folks, and I was CC'd on the email, and I, th- they just got back to the, us with an answer that wasn't critical. It wasn't like, everything's broken, we need your help. It was just asking for some clarification on something that's going to be making a change soon. And this guy actually was even, he was on vacation or traveling. Yeah. He had an auto, out of mm-hmm. office in there. But he responded back to Andrew in like two minutes. Yeah, it was very quick. And I just... I wasn't, I was kind of joking, but mostly not. I was just like, this is exactly why, like your ads work better than Google's overall right now anyway. So of course we like you because of that, but we also like you that we ask you for help and you provide it quickly. Like this is amazing. It wasn't really answer. It wasn't like a, Hey, check out this help article. That says what I just said. And like the, you know, it's like a blanket email. Like, Uh, Hey, here's this announcement. It was a real person providing a real solution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was really, really, I mean, it was fantastic. That's great. Yeah. All right, Andrew. Yeah, I have a fun one. It's <laughs> like three got? for one. So we'll, we'll kind of cruise through <laughs> it quickly. So I will randomly look at the Facebook comments for our, our build of partners. You know, there's lots of comments all the time. 
Yeah, that's the best thing to do during it's commercial the best breaks. Thing to do. It's amazing. So this person had an amazing question, which I'm like, no one talks about this. And it said, how does this, it was an ad for a, a city, new homes and XYZ. How does this work? Do you apply for a construction loan and then a mortgage post build? I'd message the community name sales rep, but I don't want to be added to a constant sales contact list. I'm like, there's so much <laughs> to learn here. And then the, the person from that company said, Hey, we'll, re- we'll reply back via direct message. So for my, my perception of this, I'm interested to get all, all of y'all's perception. One, the whole financing a new home thing. And I just built, you know, so I just went through this. It's very foreign to everyone. I think it's intimidating and you don't really even talk with the sales rep. They, they explained it, but it's like, I still don't get it. Like for us with KB, it's this process, I'm sure. Other builders, it's this process. And then here's someone who's not a public company. Like, well, what's the process like? I think for most builders that, that everyone is with, like it's not that actually intimidating at all, but no one talks about it. And so that I think that's an opportunity for for content. She didn't want to be added to a contact list, which I think is is interesting. I think it's kind of a necessity, but mm-hmm. I think there might be people that I get tons of emails every day. You don't really want to be sold to, but then I yeah. think the opportunity for this builder, like they try to take that conversation offline, and they could have said they would, you know, hey, I'll contact you direct message. But in general, here's how financing works. Because I'm sure yeah. other people have that question. They don't want to be like, oh, shoot, do I have to talk to someone to actually get that answer? That's yeah. not nice. Like, you should just tell us how we can buy your home instead of making us go to a direct message. Um, thoughts? Thoughts on that? Yeah. I agree. I would have done it on, on the ad itself so others could see. Yeah, I think, you know, there's answering the question and then there's also signaling to the rest of the potential audience who's seen it. Mm-hmm. And when you signal... Yeah on such a kind of softball question as to, I just have some general questions about how this works. You're signaling to anyone else who may want to ask a question that, well, they're going to ask me to take this offline too. And I don't want to have like the context is I don't want to have this really close personal connection yet. And I don't want to give you contact information yet. And I don't want you to DM me back and a week later and be like, are you interested now? You know? Mm-hmm. So I think what there's what the builder might be unintentionally signaling there is basically don't really bother asking a question or just not not feeling very open or or engaging or transparent about what do you think would be the perfect setup for this like or reply to this question like hey we just have this we have this amazing blog post on our site you wouldn't say amazing but we have this resource that talks about financing in case you want to connect here's the best person to contact. What would you think would be the 2019 best response? I'm pulling this out of my uh, one of one of our talks we did a couple of years ago on quality of response. There's a ton of information and content out there about speed of response, but when I go back to the quality of response, I think one thing that gets quickly lost is just emotive or adding emotion to it. So saying, "Totally understand where you're coming from. This is while it is a overall simple part of the process when done." the way we do it totally understand where you're coming from. So you like showing empathy mm-hmm. and, and also just be like super excited. You're considering purchasing a new home, right? You don't have to get into the, just, just being yeah. sh- showing some genuine enthusiastic emotion and, and, and bringing that is important. I think then you'd want to say we have a ton of, of helpful information on our site in this resource location, including, you know, this specific post, 
but also not requiring them to go there. So like you said, Andrew, just giving them a quick synopsis of step one, step two, step three. Yeah, exactly. Here's a quick summary of that blog post, but then also inviting them because you don't know that content question could be their on ramp to your highway of all this other Mm -hmm. content. And so I like that. It's like the, yeah, I think, I think you got to give them both a short summary, short summary and be like, yeah, come on, we got more. If this this is probably not your only question no. if you're asking this question. So yeah. check and we out. We probably this. spend all day on this person's comment, but being that they said, being that they referenced a construction loan, they have some idea or they or they've Googled something about about financing a new construction mm-hmm. home. And I'm sure they're like, oh shoot, I don't want to have to hold a construction loan while I'm living somewhere else. All this sort of thing. Yeah. Or they've they've or built, built before. a custom yeah. home and been through that process and now they're looking for a child or someone else and they don't know if that's the only way it can be done or if there's yeah. uh, if this is a production builder now you know is mm-hmm. there some other format that that yeah that that goes that was interesting i'm like that's like that's really cool that's like four questions in one that is three, three in one, one. Mm-hmm. three in one there you go yeah gotcha <laughs> start time i have to take a break from it for a month <laughs> yeah. Yeah, next week off. so i i also have two but i'll try to try to make them fast the first one is that when change is happening and that could be, I was talking to someone today who's transitioning from an online sales person, new home specialist role to the head of marketing for a company. And just talking about all the shifts, right? You're, you're bringing in a new person, you're training them, you're, you're managing them, creating a system to manage them. You're also taking over marketing, trying to understand how everything's set up. And just like, look, it's okay to, to take a quick pause and, and, this person in particular is more of a perfectionist and just saying, look, you know what? Sometimes when a lot of change is happening, especially disruptive change internally or externally, the scoreboard is not always the best place to look at. So as a new home specialist, the scoreboard's pretty clear, right? I want to get, I want to get these leads, turn them into appointments and get my sales. Now this person's kind of straddling and doing both jobs at, at the same time. And in their own words, kind of doing it halfway because they're trying to do more than what they were before understanding that that's just part of the game and it can be disheartening if you are the kind of person who's always looking for this to the scoreboard for verification of what you're doing is right. And obviously by the time the game is over, you know, late in the fourth quarter, you got to start looking at the scoreboard to make sure you're, you're catching back up. But sometimes it's, it's, it can be misleading and tell you that you're doing something wrong when actually you may be doing something right. More on that later. I wrote an article about this a couple of years ago, I think even before when I was at Heartland. So I'll try to dig that up and, and repost it on the Do You Convert uh, site. But the other one is um, just an admission that I'm an idiot too. <laughs> nah. So sometimes people can get the opinion that maybe the reason that you're doing what you're doing is because you don't mess up or haven't messed or you made all your mess ups before and now you're perfect. And so now you can coach or whatever. But um, for me, I've been, I've had a rather serious cough. In fact, it was so bad two weeks ago that I almost called the ambulance because I was coughing uncontrollably for almost 45 minutes, throwing up. Just, it was, it was terrible. I thought I I couldn't breathe. I thought my throat was closing in. And then I drank some tea and took a hot shower. Things calmed down. And like an idiot for another week and a half, I do nothing, right? I'm like, ah, it's fine. No big deal. I don't have time to go to the doctor. Nah, whatever. Meanwhile, it's it's likely transitioning into walking pneumonia or worse, oh. or you know, causing permanent damage to my lungs. And everyone, like all everyone on this podcast, is 
Who's here mm-hmm. right now? They're all yeah, like, "You're Tyson's stupid." Like, mm-hmm. you're do this. <laughs> like I remember this conversation. You're mm-hmm. stubborn, right? And then here's the craziest part of it all. So it is like Friday, last Friday. Yeah, no. I think it was. Yeah, maybe it was even. I don't know when it was. I didn't do what I said I was going to do to you guys either. So I, it's it's it's. I think it's during the weekend <laughs> okay. or Monday. I still have a cough. Like it's gotten better. And I, again, I'm lying to myself. I'm like, well, it's getting better. And if I go to the doctor, they're just going to be like, yeah, you, s- you seem to be fine because now I'm getting better. So what are they going to do? So then it just hits me. I've got this app called MD Live. And it lets you talk to a physician via FaceTime or okay. phone. I'm looking at this. Sometimes you have to pay a $25 copay. My insurance that I have, it's free. Like any kids, any adults, any time. We can talk to a doctor. They can see us on the camera. They can prescribe drugs, do everything. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I've been putting this thing <laughs> off because I don't want to go through the wasting an hour and a half of my life to drive to the doctor, sit there and wait, mm-hmm. right? And, and all this, the expense, everything. I touch the app. I tell the, the app that I have had a regular cough. The doctor calls me back in 15 minutes and we have like a two minute conversation. What's going on? I'm coughing a lot. You know, this has this ever happened before? Yeah, you know, it's happened maybe two times before, not quite this long. Usually they just give me a steroid inhaler and then that clears it up. Okay. Ask me a couple other questions first just to make sure nothing's super serious. He's like, All right, I'll send that inhaler information over to your pharmacy. You, is it Kroger and Lewis Center? Blah, blah, blah. Yep. Okay. 20 minutes later, I get my inhaler and I am on the mend. Like, I'm an idiot in go. so many ways. One, I didn't just go get help. Two, I didn't realize like there is a technological answer to this that like I'm still thinking old school of I've got to go physically yeah. see a doctor. Anyway, there's I don't know what you're supposed to learn from that story other than I'm um, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm writing that down. Don't forget about all those apps that we download on our phones. Sometimes they are actually that's right. And I I'm gonna. <laughs> Let my wife listen to at least that portion. She'll get a <laughs> kick out of that portion. So right. That's, that's cool. So now you're um, you're feeling better. There you go. Right? Or you're on the up. You're getting- um, yeah. Although I am still having to mute. My, I am get, I'm definitely better, but I still have to mute myself mm-hmm. when but I you're cough. You're pretty good at that. Here and there. But pretty yeah. sneaky. I good. feel much better. We did get two voicemails this past week. One was from someone speaking Chinese. And so I don't know what they were saying. Uh, I think they wanted to sell... Uh, some raw material from a factory in Don't China. So we won't, we won't play that one. The other one was a question, which here's generally how we do questions. If you are a builder partner, of course, we answer your questions and we, we do everything we can to, to get you the on the right path. If you're not a builder partner and it's really easy or we can point you to a piece of content that we've made before, we always still respond and say, hey, how about this? If it's a more complex question, um, or it requires kind of a more lengthy answer, then typically what we do is we say, hey, that's a great idea for a, a blog post, or that's a great idea for something for us to cover on the podcast. And that way, without taking time away from the builders that, that we work with on a regular basis, it lets us get an answer to your question. So um, Sandra in South Carolina called in and emailed in with a question about Andrew, your... your which this uh, should have been in the news statement too. Yeah. Facebook mistake article. Yeah. So she says, well, uh, I can't do a very good female South Carolina Shoot. accent. Anyone want to try? <laughs> I'll do it oh, in my New Orleans. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. 
I was reading through your article on Facebook ad mistakes and read how you should target within a 15 mile radius of the community. The majority of our buyers are moving here from the North Atlantic states. My question is, how would I use Facebook advertising for this scenario? So, so someone so she's who, not aver- relocation she's not advertising. Buyers. Yeah, she's not advertising locally. She's advertising halfway across the country. Um, how do we answer this? All of us kind of jump in on different parts of it, or? Oh, oh no, this, this is, is my, your article. Um, you, okay, you, you so get I, all of it. I don't yeah. believe. I, how do I say <laughs> this? I'm very skeptical. So everyone here, um, the majority of our buyers are moving from North Atlantic states. I'm curious, when do they come in? to buy or are they, are they contacting when they're out of state or when they're local? Like, are they vacationing to this location and that's when they contact or are they saying, are they say they're snowbirds? Like, are they contacting snowbird season or are they contacting when they're upstate? Cause that could, even though they're from up North, does that make any sense? So where are they located when they actually reach out? It does. Mm-hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense. And it, and similar, maybe a slight riff on that same idea is not getting confused about looking at the data that you have that says all your buyers historically have come from that area and saying that must also be how where all your shoppers come from or just kind of how that whole funnel slash stack, whichever one you want to look mm-hmm. at it looks. Because what oftentimes we find is that they're actually getting a lot of leads, perhaps from local, but they're responding to it poorly or in the wrong way or there's something else where they're getting stuck. And whereas when someone from a North Atlantic state calls in or emails, everyone's like, Ooh, this must be a live one. Cause this is where our bars yeah. come yeah. from. Uh, there, there could be lots of different things in there, but, but I'll jump past the details. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Hop past that. And just talk about targeting generally with, speaking. Definitely. Um, so the, with the AI yeah, and so the, the 15 mile radius, I th- I'll need to double check the article, but that's, so now we have to have a minimum 15 mile radius. Um, so that is definitely in there for local. But if you do know, like, Hey, a lot of our buyers are coming from Pennsylvania letting the AI, so just targeting the state, Pennsylvania, or if you know that the exact cities is fine, just target by state and Facebook. And then if you have the right context in the ad, Facebook knows then where you're selling to, and then they should be able to target the right people based on their same interaction. So it, it's actually more simple than it. It sounds more complicated than it, than it is, but just, yeah, just make your yeah, radius bigger. Yeah. As big as you need to monitor it in analytics and you should see like we, we definitely do this. You see in analytics, like leading quality metrics, you're like, Oh, this actually works. This is really cool and creepy. Like it works. This is amazing. Um, but definitely max out the local spend beforehand. And that's kind of what I was getting at was, was there, I think at some point they're local, even though they're moving from up North and maybe like their contact buyer info says they are from up North. I think they're probably local at some point. Um, especially if it's like a, um, more vacation um, area. Yeah. Well, hopefully it answers it. Yeah. yeah. No. So I, I think Good. that answers it. Yeah. Just, just make your radius as big as you need to be. As long as you're using the AI correctly, it will, it will learn and adjust. And I think generally speaking, this whole idea of hyper focusing on where you think your buyers should be coming from while still being open to the idea that they might be coming from places you didn't expect. Yeah. You know, I was looking at a, a builder partner's data and they're in Oklahoma city. And I saw all this traffic coming from Pittsburgh and I was like, Pittsburgh, what that is world? weird. And we work with a builder in Pittsburgh. I'm like, Oh my gosh, did something happen here? Wires get crossed. You know, what's going on? Nope. As I dug in to it, you know, there's just a lot of natural gas shale 
folks who are, you know, they've relocated from Oklahoma or Texas to Pittsburgh. And as the gas market has suffered, maybe they're looking to move back or they're still, you know, there's just a lot of people for whatever reason that truly are considering from Pittsburgh. And so you, you just got to be open to those scenarios happening when you're looking at the data and not be, have total tunnel vision either. Love it. Great question. Oh man, we haven't even gotten to the news yet. <laughs> we may get to the 360 topic about unassisted access and we may push that We need back. to do a whole we'll, episode we'll on see. questions. That'd be fun. So if everyone could oh, send that in like- Oh, that would be super fun. Maybe six mm-hmm. questions would be a whole 360 topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for yeah. sure. <laughs> if we could, I mean, we could spend go, an hour on yeah. one question, but we won't do that to you. All right. Okay. Well, let's hop over to the news. All right. First one is just a, I mean, it's not often where I see something I'm like, this is just cool and fun at the right. same time. Uh, this is uh, an iBuyer map uh, and the link in the show notes to get to it. But it's from Mike Delpretti, who you've heard me talk a little bit about, and a company called Ramin, Ramine. I'm not, not sure who those other folks are. You can click on their logo in the corner if you want to investigate. It's an iBuyer map of all the purchasers from 2006 to the present. So it's got a little slider. It has Open Door, OfferPad, and Zillow offers in the legend. And it's just a map of the United States. And so you can slide and see where the growth or lack of growth has occurred by different organizations in different metros. So every little dot on this map, and you can zoom in as close as your little heart desires, every little dot on that map is a house. And when you hover over it, um, I'm looking at one from 2019 in Denver, and it says the buyer was Zillow Offers. It was recorded on 411, and the purchase price was 325. So lots of good data here. And it's just, it's, it's fun to play around with and see how things have moved over time. It's just really well done, and, it, and it's free. It is. So go check it out. And this is a note that you put down, but it's interesting seeing, you know, it's open door, offer pad, Zillow offers, seeing which one of those start in a market and then looks like they completely pull out of a market or the opposite where, like, they weren't even there before, yeah. and now they're just, like, like Atlanta is very interesting because I think that Atlanta and Phoenix, that it looks like the one that has the overlap of open door, offer pad, and Zillow offers. Yeah. Pretty dense, yeah, like, all over the place. The most, Yeah. Uh, Florida's actually, I was surprised Florida just because you don't hear, I do hear open door or maybe offer pad, but I can't remember. They both start with O, so I wrap them up together. I do, they do radio ads and Facebook ads I see quite often, but I remember the radio ads. So maybe we need to start telling people to do radio ads because mm. I remembered it. Just kidding. Just kidding. I kind of, I don't know. What <laughs> you kind of remembered it. You're not sure who it was, o. but you know, I it was talking about something. Pad, yeah. That sounds like a great um, idea. Yeah. It's interesting seeing that, Yeah, seeing that in there. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know what the problem is? They should have just spent more on radio. Then you'd oh. for sure know because you would have heard it yes. more often. Ah, that's, that's what it's been. That's the key. Um, <laughs> the other interesting ah, thing here, that's... and Becca, you had an idea about this, and I think you might be right, is uh, Salt Lake City is one of the markets on there where OfferPad was there in 2016. And then as you slide out from 2018 and 2019, they're gone altogether. Yes. There are no, there are no oh. iBuyers operating according to this map currently in the Salt Lake City market. My so that's lack yeah. of growth. <laughs> My opposite. thought was because the market's really hot right now that more people are less likely to use Open Door Offer Pad or Zillow offers because they can get a higher price and still sell the homes quickly on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it could be that it could, in combination with that, it, although a lot of the other markets are in would be considered potentially hot, but. Uh, the builders we work with in that area, I mean, they don't, they don't have inventory really. 
sales are not a problem. They're just crushing sales records and there's a lack of inventory. So, um, which makes me think in one sense, an iBuyer would be able to make a lot more because the house would be worth more than they're paying for. But like you're saying, maybe they don't take the offer. Maybe average price point. That's the only thing I could think of looking at these cities mm-hmm. other than the ones in California. Maybe, I mean, the um, only other thing. Maybe it's too high. Maybe they introduce yeah. some legisl- legislation. legislation. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, it's completely gone. Like there are no dots. <laughs> Yeah, which and that, again, it was only OfferPad that was ever there, so it could have just been an OfferPad saying we we want to reallocate our resources to a different market where we think we're going to end up making more money. Mm. Um, but that's just it. And if you're from that market or you have insight, feel free to call and leave voicemail. Or I did have someone else ask me to text the number, so the number is four zero four three six nine two five nine five. It'll be in the show notes as always for you to call and leave voicemail, but. If you do have insight into that, that'd be curious to know. But go play with the map. It's it's very interesting and enlightening. And I, again, I hope very yeah. soon that a whole bunch of people start showing up in Columbus, Ohio, because <laughs> I do not want to have to go. Even though I, you know, I've, I've always sold my homes through social media relatively easy. It's just getting it ready. You know, like the cleanup uh, yeah. is the stuff where they're talking my love language of like, don't bother repainting mm-hmm. your trim, don't bother touching up. No, no, they need to come to New Orleans too. <laughs> yeah. And Zillow down to Florida. It looks like they started. Okay, so that's Orlando. the other thing. There's yeah, just four. generally speaking, so okay. I, I'm surprised <laughs> to see even though Zillow has made such a move into this market that it looks like if you just you know what I say is squint your eyes and shake your head where everything kind of blurs together, you just see a whole lot more blue on yeah. the map than any other color, which is Open Doors color, except on, on for map, so. maybe Atlanta. Yeah. I think that's Atlanta. kind of yeah. equal mm-hmm. ish. Yeah, Atlanta and Phoenix are yeah. closer. But in terms of just the total amount of business that this map would tell you that one person is doing versus another, it's it just seems Very like they're, blue. they're keeping their lead in terms of total numbers, it would appear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For now. Maybe Zillow right. will buy them. There you go. Next one, moving on. This one, I, I love this, this headline and just the reality of this because I think this could be something you could start a TED Talk with and people would be like, huh, really? But... Uh, from searchenginejournal.com, Google is reportedly delivering less organic search traffic than a year ago. Hmm. Less use so, of their search engine than a year ago. If you're looking at year-over-year traffic and analytics for organic, it's okay that it's down? Uh, I don't know if I'm being smart <laughs> or not with that. But like, if that, like, hey, it's down 8%, we can expect to be down 8%. So... Yeah, if you Is if you remain equally as uh, bad bad at it, yeah, like all things being equal, if you're just riding the market, but hopefully you're trying to steal market share at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, so, I I think probably most people have more opportunity than yeah the eight percent to grow. Sure. But it's just organic, right? So does that mean they're placing more of an importance on search? Paid search? Um, so this is organic search visits, which uh, basically they're going there to use it and performing or an organic search, okay. right? So just going to Google, the homepage of Google, doing a search down 8%. And I think a lot of people say, well, what about mobile? And mobile is down 4%. So not as bad, but it's still lower. This is what we've talked about in other episodes in different ways of and everyone, I think the other, the other thing everyone's going to go to is voice search. They're all talking to those devices instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of, again, if you go back to the data, I think it was Rand Fishkin who really dug into it. 
most of the voice assistant activity is turn stuff on, turn stuff off, you know, change the volume. It is not find me the best restaurant within two miles of my house. It's not that kind of activity for the most part at this point. So I don't think it's because of voice. And, but I do think it is because you see more and more of this and Facebook, I think is was smart to give it a kind of its own category in the newsfeed of this person's looking for a recommendation. And this is going to your own network. And instead of saying, I don't want to go through this hassle of sorting through all these links and, and, and I'm just going to ask my network and say, who's the best plumber around? Yeah. You know, where can I get help with this? Where can I get that? I agree. I think a lot of this is just behavioral shifts. It's not just that we've, I mean, there, there are more mobile devices than ever before. Um, so I don't, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, like just thinking about the the summit coming up in Chicago, I'm like, well, where's the best place to get, you know, what's the cliche, like mm-hmm. Chicago dog, like what's the, or like deep dish pizza. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather, like we know a few builder partners that are from Chicago. I'm like, I think I'd rather ask her than ask Google. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a oh, better yeah. resource, even though it's one person. Um, I think yep. kind of Facebook and, and social has steered our behavior into that pattern of, of wanting a real person to give us. The, yeah, I, th- I think about our Facebook group and people asking questions, either, either our Facebook group or the um, Selling New Homes Online Facebook group that Lasso has. I mean are those questions that those people have probably already typed into Google? Historically, I would have thought, yeah, but maybe not. Maybe those people are saying, you know what, I'm just going to go straight in here and I'm going to ask this question about who does this or has anyone done this this way? Because you're just going to get better context always. And you're going to be able to vet the quality of that context by who's given it to you too. I agree. So the only other interesting thing about this article is that a little no name, (laughs) I don't know who, who here prior to looking at the show notes has used DuckDuckGo before. Not me. Actually used I've it. Heard, not, but isn't that it. like the security-oriented one? It is the more like private using, search yeah, engine. More yeah. private, yeah. So okay. they don't do any offline tracking. They don't, you know, their currently stated methodology is we are going to sell ads, but we're only going to sell ads that are simply based off of the keyword that you're typing in. So how Google search used to work with advertising six years ago, eight years ago, I don't know how long ago, but it's just whatever the user types in, we'll show relevant ads related to that, but we're not going to, we're not going to mix data sources. We're not going to buy Equifax and Experian data and combine it with your super cookie mm-hmm. and do all the rest of the, of, nope, of the tracking that Google you. offers. And its use is up by 49% overall and on mobile, it's up 64%. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Which of course, when you're small, like not much, it doesn't take as much, but it's the only search engine that is growing. And it's one that I definitely hear more and more often people use, especially some of the younger people. Like anytime my cousins come over for any holiday or birthday, and right now it's birthday season at the Oakley's, we've got like five birthdays in four months. I'm like, hey, what are you doing on that device over there? What 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 app are you using? You know, let me just because like it's creepy if I do that at an airport with people I don't know. <laughs> but for them, I can. What do you yeah. tell tell me how you're using this stuff? Let me watch you. And um, two of the four do use DuckDuckGo. Wow, regularly hmm. just because they're privacy minded and they just think I don't I don't want to know. Yeah. So I I just looked it up. It is the default search engine for Tor. If you're we're getting nerdy here. 
or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if you're familiar with Tor. It's like the yeah, how to steal stuff when it, you're a poor it, college kid. Yeah, it's the equivalent <laughs> like uh, browser, and then you use the search engine. So that's I wonder if that is correlated. More people using that weird browser, which I'll have to download it to see how it works. That's weird. Defend yourself. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you'd be doing that particular activity as much on mobile. Oh. So that that's where I don't. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no, I think it's just. Uh, pri- privacy mm. is a thing. It's 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 right up there with climate change in a lot of people's yeah. minds of just issues they care intimately about where they will change their behavior. And we've talked about this before with Facebook and everything else. Now, Facebook's stickier than where you search, right? I, like I could say I want to close my Facebook account, but I still want to see all those other messages and see people I know. It's a lot easier just to change your default search engine because what else are you missing? As long as it's getting you where you want to go. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Especially if you only use it you know, sparingly, um, you're not missing much. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. And the last one from the Facebook newsroom itself, straight from the people we kind of sort of trust. That's a joke. We are going to have someone from Facebook <laughs> on the podcast in a couple of weeks. So if they're pre-screening Shoot. to see if you should come on, it'll be safe. Um, uh, but the headline is now you can see and control the data that apps and websites share with Facebook. So it's talking about off Facebook activity. Uh, Thais, what is, what is that? Yeah. So basically, for example, if you are shopping for shoes on Macy's.com, you know, if Macy's then turns around and serves you shoe ads on Facebook, you can now turn that off so that you won't see those ads from Macy's on your Facebook feed. Got it. So you get you get to choose an opt in opt out kind of a deal of Mm -hmm. I I want this data to be able to be used in serving ads to me or not. Yep. And you can also opt out of future websites or future instances of websites serving you ads too. So it it sounds like they opt out your user, your Facebook user ID with the pixel, I would think, right? Is that your interpretation, Kevin? Like the, well, it's that, and it's all off Facebook activity. So again, in terms of first party, third party data, there there's, there's first party data of what I'm doing on Facebook currently. There's also first-party data that Facebook is getting, but it's on a third-party platform. Like it's not it's not Facebook's website. Facebook's the one collecting it themselves, and that's what they feel like is important to say. We're only using first-party data now, but they're still collecting it on third-party platforms. So you can control that. And then the other thing, which we don't talk about as much anymore because it's really not as necessary, is customer uploaded lists. So if Macy's uploads its own transaction history, if you have opted out, that also will will not be able to be used to serve you advertising. Interesting. Yep. All so of it. It's, it's, hmm, it's all of sounds, the above. I think I would Me use too. that because I don't know. Do you ever get stuck like on a remarketing list and then Oh yeah, uh, Facebook will serve like similar ads and then you're like, I have had like four ads for the same general topic yes. for whatever reason. LinkedIn is the worst That's at this. Great. I get the Ugh, same stupid yeah. ad for a GPS tracker. I, I don't want to track anyone. I don't want to monitor any. Like, <laughs> as long as I can use it to find my billfold when I lose that, which I just said a word like my grandpa used billfold. My wallet. <laughs> my billfold. <laughs> my, coin por- my coin purse and my billfold. What the yeah, heck? Coin as, I'm, as I'm hanging um, out on the Davenport, uh, you can Google uh, what that uh, is. But yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I want to track. But I, every time I see that for like a week, I would say, I don't want to see this anymore. It's repetitive. I'm not going to buy it, whatever. And I was like, sure, we're going to fix that. And then I, yeah, I just see yes. it again and again and again. It's so annoying. That's the only time I really get annoyed. Otherwise, I don't mind it. It doesn't really bother me. 
Yeah, I wonder, you know, it's, it would be so much to keep track of, like which websites you have visited that you don't want to be served ads on on Facebook. I mean, I can understand if it's like one particular, you know, brand or company that you're like, oh, I just don't want to see this. And you go and turn that off. But there seems like there would it would always be something to do. Like you would have to constantly go back and update mm-hmm. this and, and revisit it. And I just wonder how effective overall you know i guess you know it can control bits and pieces of it but overall you know yeah in the long run facebook is still collecting this data from these websites you visit Mm -hmm. i also just feel like you know facebook is in a hard spot i'm not trying to make an excuse for them but they create a tool like this and then of course all the naysayers and skeptics are like yeah but no one's gonna like know how to get there or what to do so then the next time you log into Facebook, they bring like a basically a pop-up that says, hey, we know your security is important. Click here to do this stuff. And I'm, I mean, the average person still looks at it and is like, nah, I just, like, just want to go. Exactly. Like know, something else I have to do. Like I don't have time to do this right now. I don't have time to That's like scan for hundreds, hundreds right. of websites. And yeah. Right. So it's a feel good. I mean, it feels good to know that you have the option, but you know, it's like yeah. when you're presented with too many choices, do, what do you do? on the feel good. And you don't make a choice. Yeah. I'm just going to make the audible call. We'll, we'll either create some long form blog post about unintended access or we'll, we've got a stack list of guests and, and stuff coming up, but we'll, we'll talk about it again soon in more detail. Cause when we asked the Facebook question of the week, as you'll, it was kind of like a lot of, huh, what do you mean by attended access? What is this thing? So we wanted to talk about it, but because of time, let's just dive a little bit more into privacy and advertising in Facebook a little bit. So Renee, yesterday in the Facebook group uh, from a Brazo homes, she posted an ad that was served. She has a Corgi and she was looking for rugs. And then she got served an ad that to me, it's from a company called chunk. (laughs) It's two different ads that show a Corgi on rugs that they sell. Hmm. And the headline of the ad is actually Corgi's love ruggable washable rugs. Hmm. Now, that's an that's a reason why I I wouldn't personally opt out of this stuff. Is that that is like if I liked corgis, which I don't, because they just look <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm more of a golden retriever kind of guy. I mean, it's better than a cat for sure. <laughs> oh, I know, sure. I, I know, I know Will. I know Will will agree with me on that. <laughs> but if I if I loved corgis and that came across my timeline or my feed, I'd be like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, and and her reaction was, this is awesome. I'm going to actually share it with people. And I, and that's where I think we can, we can look at this as all glass half full or half empty, but I, I think there's well, still upside. I agree. It. If the ads and the messaging are targeted, it actually can help the consumers and save them time. I had a situation recently where I was looking for like a travel bag and I visited some website and the next thing you know, I was ser- on Instagram, I was served all of these wonderful ads from these smaller companies, which I was, I was looking for like a smaller, you know, type of company, not like a big box brand. And I just, I had all these options in front of me. I like, it literally took the work of shopping away. Like it was so nice just to be served these targeted ads with the exact like type and size and material of bag that I was looking for That's already. Different. And it was a very nice ex- experience for me. That sounds really nice. Yeah. It was like a personal shopper. Instagram was my personal shopper. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So thoughts on, I wonder if Renee has ever said Corgi on uh, like the oh, words, as far as I'm no. thinking like the, the ease of mining a, a profile. 
to determine what to show mm -hmm. them. Like, and just the words are the easiest thing, I think. And then we have, then you throw the AI, use the AI to use the words as the data for the AI. So if they're like, oh, Corgi, Corgi, dog, you know, that's the category for Renee. And then they have ads and they could, you know, I don't know if it does, it does say Corgi in there. If they could try to match things up. Yeah, tailoring. With the yeah, keyword well, context, right? Uh, with the AI. So it's all like, it's interesting the amount of data that they could use to make this great experience um, from both what she's searching for and from her own probably post history. Well, and that's a great point is just how hard would this be to do now yeah. for home builders? Go. I'm going to quickly just state what I feel like is the fact that it's actually much harder and more complex yeah. because just because someone looks at something doesn't mean they love it and they probably mm -hmm. haven't joined. Like if you think you like the Stafford or the Stanford home design, they didn't join a, I love Stafford home plans, Facebook nah, group, or, right? I think that that might be a little bit of a different thing. So I'm, I'm oversimplifying for this specific example, but how hard would it be to mine that data and create those ads? I really don't think it's that difficult. We could quickly check and see if there is a Corgi specific or a breed specific targeting option, but also there is, you could partner with all sorts of different organizations to get some of that, that data. And I, I just posted in the comments that to me, it's, it feels very similar to the t-shirts that I saw two years ago, where it was just like, Oh yeah, I'm an Oakley and proud of it. And they wanted to sell you the Oakley shirt. Cause they know your last <laughs> name's Oakley. That was a super easy hack because all you had to do was pull in my last name for my Facebook profile dynamically into the ad and connect it to the artwork. It was, it was just super simple. And when I say simple, what I mean is, it doesn't require AI. It's relatively straightforward. It's still a lot of work, like for them to get photos of corgis on their rugs and then, oh. hey, next, bring in the next breed. Next and breed. if that is in fact how they did it, you know, th that's a ton of work. But if you're a small business, what else are you going to do? Like mm -hmm. you have the time and setting that up while complex is something you can afford to do versus trying to go up against uh, chewy.com or some other behemoth who's just going to outspend you. That's true. I just did a targeting test campaign for the Welsh Corgi. I think that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. 4.9 million in the United States. Well, there you and go. If I narrow that with rugs, I don't, is, it, yeah. is rugs something? I have no idea. Nah, not and I think that's, again, there's a certain type of, of genius there of what are things that people beyond homes, do they just love? You know they love it. Like, you know golfers. golfers. <laughs> if they love golf and it doesn't really matter what you show, if it's related to golf, they're going to, they're just obsessed with it. Uh, babies, pets. And so connecting that to something like a rug to help you cut through the clutter and, and get context to someone is genius. Mm -hmm. I yeah, agree. Okay. It's genius. And it's going to take a lot of work, but I think some people's initial impression of seeing that might be, Oh my gosh, they hired some, you know, AI specialist and it costs all this money. It, it's mostly just time, but it's yeah. relatively straightforward. But I think the, the, the cool thing on this is it goes back. I think it relates directly to us is they still had to get the pictures of their product. Mm -hmm. Like without that yep. part, it, it fails. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So it's like, you still have that pictures like the, that's the heart. That's yeah. The and it's part. not a rendering of a Corgi on a rug <laughs> where they just swapped out the dogs like, rendered on top of it. There was some thought behind that campaign yeah. oh this yeah. is okay it's cool it's it's cool when marketing like surprises yeah. and delights you that you know that's that's how, you know i work in marketing but 
I'm always, you know, it's always nice to see that kind of stuff that just is like, ah, that's so cool, you know, and have that mm-hmm. type of reaction. That's what you want to go This will for. be cool. This is, this is secret info because whoever's listening now, they're really committed to this episode. So Facebook or Instagram, I haven't told anyone this because I forgot to tell you, I forgot to tell everyone this one. <laughs> they're adding a placement for the search, dis- uh, not search, but the Instagram discover page. So you can start to put ads on that mm, page, cool. which Thais, that reminded me of oh, your yeah. shopping experience. So you could, those, mm-hmm. those brands could then put ads directly on the discover page when you're like, Oh, I'm taking a break from like going through the feed. I'm just going to fluff around for a minute uh-huh. and sure enough. So that'd be a, I don't know if it'll work for builders, but coming up for quarter four, where we do expect the costs on Facebook to, to rise as more people are, are spending more money. That could be a opportunity. We'll find out it's not out there yet, yeah. but bonus if you're listening this far that is coming (laughs) okay last thing this is we're going off the rails entirely uh here you guys all know what what deep fakes yes yes you heard that did you see the lion king one because that changes the movie completely oh no we need to put that in the show notes for sure good lion lion king deep fakes so deep fake is a technology where you can apply anyone's face onto anyone else's body (laughs) And unless I haven't seen the Lion King one, but if, as long as it's another human being, um, it's pretty darn believable. And it doesn't require, again, the, the te- technology has gotten so good. It used to take to like mimic someone's voice, like an hour and a half of audio. I think you can now do it in like 20, 20 minutes or maybe probably, probably less than that. And so any famous person who's got all, a lot of screen time and you can grab facial images from videos as well as audio, hmm. you can basically make anyone say or do anything you want to. And so this this ties into the privacy part of the conversation of that's at some point it'll become really hard. In fact, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, let alone it being recorded. I think there may become a time. <laughs> I swear I'm not wearing I a, think I uh, believe what you're gonna say. Aluminum foil hat. I think. I think there will come a time where we will all record everything we do simply as insurance. Yeah. Like just like how police have cameras now to prove that they did or didn't do, you know, to track them, keep them honest. I think especially people in the public light are going to record themselves from multiple camera angles at all times, merely to combat this deep fake uh, idea. I feel like because we're already on the way. We're already. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are already doing that. Yeah, Instagram stories. I mean, people are just constantly recording. But I think they're doing it to try to reach their audience. I th- I think we in the future some people will be doing that simply for insurance of when insurance someone creates a deep fake and says, yeah. you know, Kevin Oakley said this. He said everyone yeah. should do billboards, <laughs> right? And they're gonna they're gonna record me from the stage of the summit and it's gonna say everyone should stop doing Facebook and Instagram and and a buy billboards. And unless I have other footage from multiple camera angles to say, nope, this is like. It's just going to be incredibly hard to combat There's that kind a of stuff. Black Mirror episode. We were just talking about this like an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. That it the recording devices is in your eye and it records every your life, everything. Mm-hmm. And so the whole yeah. episode, you're like, that'd be cool. That. And then you're like, ooh, okay, there's some complications to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because you could sure. rewatch memories from forever ago. Yeah, it's so interesting. The, that's the dark, dark side. side. That's the dark side this of this. Is cool. The Lion but, King one is amazing. <laughs> if you saw the new Lion King and then the deep fake with how I thought it should have been. You're like, oh, they fixed the movie. Okay. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, the, I think the upside of the deep fake potentially could be 
a builder using it to, you know, instead of just having your online salesperson or a representative from the company demoing your model home, like you could have some serious fun of every time the demo is done, you deep fake a different celebrity. And again, there's all kinds of legal questions. I'm not saying go do this. I'm just saying, <laughs> I think it might be yeah. kind of interesting to see all the different versions of the Kentucky fried kernel <laughs> that they've done over the years, giving a demo of yeah. a kitchen. I feel like this is very European Canadian approach to, to marketing that we're talking about here, but I mean, why not? Why not? Or, uh, except for, for potentially being sued chefs for or misrepresentation like, you know, any, and any person. I think there's already been some lawsuits around deep fake. I know there like have been certain websites. Only using. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For there have been lawsuits, but I, I, if I was a small little builder in the corner of some smaller <laughs> market, I'd, I'd be tempted to try it out. You can always say sorry. sorry. I, I got a phone call from Apple one time threatening to sue me if I didn't take down a story in the next 15 minutes because I quoted Steve Jobs at the beginning of the really? article. What? Yeah. Everybody they, quotes Steve Jobs. But you can't do it at the beginning of an article because if you just see the headline and then see Steve Jobs' names, they oh. said you're going to make people think that he's talking about mm. you. Like he's, <sighs> and so wow. I just said sorry. Right? They didn't sue me. It was Good. okay. Yeah. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. That, that's your resume. There you go. Anyway. Almost sued by Apple. Could you do some humor? <laughs> like you could put you could put Simba, have Simba yeah, do a Simba. demo of your... Anyway, I just think uh, in terms <laughs> of something fun touches. to a certain audience, <laughs> it, it would be interesting to see somebody tackle that. Do it. Great. All right. We're officially we're off the done. deep end. Time to be done. <laughs> yep. For published articles, blog posts, <laughs> videos, and more... Check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. We'll see you next week. Have a great time. See you next week. Bye. Bye.